good, all right? Most dope. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I almost forgot to do the intro again this week. I was in the middle of a sentence about something else, and then I was like, oh, no, there's not one more. I'm pretty sure Kelly started it by cutting in and laughing. (laughs) Sorry. There's not one more knock-knock. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, Let's get right to it. We are doing a mailbag episode this week. That's right. I didn't feel like writing a show, so once it got to a certain time and Kelly hadn't received an outline from me, she just said, hey, Let's do a mailbag show. And I said, what a brilliant idea, Miss Hinkle. And that's where we'll start with tonight, the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. So I don't have much to complain about this week (laughs) because I'm completely checked out. But I would just like to... Your name must be Jake Forge. (laughs) I would just like to implore the Flyers fans who are extremely online, as we were just discussing, (laughs) that, like, just could you maybe... Be if you don't want to be positive, maybe just be like indifferent until something actually happens. Oh no, this off season's already the second coming of missing out on Suter and Parisi. We'll get to that. They've already missed on Carlson and Panarin. Yeah, like it's for already some, for some reason. Like the the Twitter loud people have decided that already the Flyers have failed at becoming better this offseason. If we get Brian Boyle, that'll be the best we can do. <laughs> That's Brandon Manning will be an upgrade. And it's just, you know, we have no reason yet to be negative. And they'll probably give us plenty of reason to be, so let's just wait for it. Yeah, I, I have no problem complaining about <laughs> shit when it happens. Yeah. Like, and I'll, I'll, I'll do an hour by myself complaining about all sorts of stuff. I just gotta, it actually has to happen. Yeah, I can't. Happen. I can't conjure the emotion for hypotheticals at this point, especially in a season that I just, there's two left. There's two games left, yeah. fam. All right, let's uh, special guest this week. You're becoming more and more of a regular. Yeah, I'm getting there. It's yeah, at sports are bad, Craig Forsythe. Uh, and I don't have a uh, I don't have a hot take. No, I was just gonna oh say yeah, no, I, I didn't know the uh, Boston Beaners were a baseball team. <laughs> That's the, all I saw from a tweet last night. Is about that the true? Yeah, apparently the Phillies are on pace for like a million runs, and the only team that they're competing with right now is a team called the Boston Bean Eaters from 1894. What is it with Boston, Boston and beans? beans? Right? I don't they're know. And their lineup was the ridiculous. This sounds like something like Charlie would know. Seven players with 100 RBIs, five players with 100 runs, but nobody hit 20 home runs. So yeah, they were just like, that. it was the most painful game. Yeah, because so. in the, in like the, Pre nineteen no hundred era, era baseball, like no one hit home runs. There's there just were no jogging around. Yeah, there are no walls. Yeah, well, just, it was yeah. just a different, totally different sport of baseball. Like I think you led the league in home runs if you got ten. Yeah, so I, I mean, I couldn't imagine what those games must have looked like. It was a totally different hours. sport. Yeah. It might as well have been a different sport. <laughs> I would love to honesty. just see video of like a center fielder chasing a ball like yeah. into a parking <laughs> a nearby yeah, like, like, creek just miles yeah, away. Just, yeah. It's yeah, exactly. And last but not least. From TheAthletic.com, Charlie O'Connor. This is kind of a follow-up of, of what Kelly was saying, <gasps> but, but it's, it's a little more specific. So oh. one thing that I've been dealing with on Twitter for the past couple days is I'm realizing that the end of the Paul Holmgren era really scarred a lot of people because there are a lot of people that are utterly convinced that adding anyone in free agency or trade is going to be bad 
because every possible move that a team can make that isn't drafting and developing is destined to end in failure because Paul Holmgren signed Andrew McDonald to a six-year, $30 million deal. Like I, I'm convinced that there's— You know, Danny Breer and Chris Pronger were actually bad moves. Yeah, they were bad, and, and Chemo Team <laughs> and, and, and Scott Hartnell. But it's be- I really do believe it's because of the way the Holmgren era ended, that everyone just got this idea in their heads that every trade the Flyers make is going to— to add players is going to be bad, and every signing they make is going to blow up in their face— so it's like there's it's not everybody. There's another section that's the complete opposite. But there's a very large and fairly vocal contingent that freaks out whenever you mention, hey, the Flyers are probably going to add pieces because they're going to have a ridiculous amount of cap space, and that's not a bad thing. And that's not a bad thing. Could it put, like potentially be a bad thing? Yeah, if they make bad signings, it could be bad. But not every free agent signing is inherently bad. Not every trade of a prospect for a player is inherently a betrayal of this idea of we're building from within. Like, you you, you stockpile assets and you stockpile cash space to use it. And I'll tell you this, the argument that, well, they need to save all this cash space because they're going to have to sign all these young players. I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. Aside from Ivan Provorov, none of the Flyers' young players have played well enough to get massive contracts. Yeah, that's... So, like, guys, we don't have to save all this money for Phil Myers, who, guess what? I like. He's got two points. Two NHL <laughs> points. He's not going to get a ton of money. He's a defenseman, sir. Yeah, like, you don't have to pay them. The, the, the he's a right-handed defenseman, Charlie. He's worth at least $10 million a season like, no matter what. He's forget. tall. <laughs> have you seen him? He's he tall. Is, he, he's can't, he is very tall. Nolan Patrick, like I believe, has 60 NHL points in two seasons. At the end of his entry level contract, unless he explodes next year, not going to get paid much. No. So, like, guys, we can afford to spend some money this summer. It's not going to turn into a home run situation unless they go out and give money to bad players, which we should not advocate for. But the inherent idea of spending money is not bad. If they go out and try to get Tyler Myers, I will say, no, that's bad. Stop. But, like, going out and trying to get one of these really, really good players who's going to hit the market this summer, that's good because good players make your team better and the whole idea is to make the team better. It seems like a fairly simple concept. But it you also... Guys, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, you guys explain why I never go on Twitter anymore. Yeah, don't do that. Just, like, right now, Flyers Twitter, I mean... It's a tire fire. Yeah. And also, people... It seems like people have decided that Panarin is the only free agent that's okay to sign. If we don't get him, it's also a failure. Well... And that's... We'll get to this whole... <laughs> we'll get to that Parisi comparison yeah. thing. I think it's one of the questions. But mm-hmm. let's open up the mailbag now, guys. Let's open it up. Let's lead it off. With a question from Brandon at Grooves, Groovies. Uh, I think Groovies. Groovies. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I can't wait to pronounce everyone's at. Robert Haig is going to be the next AMAC for the Flyers, isn't he? Uh, No. Charlie said that he's going to get trade away in a package deal, and I believe it. I did did not say that. Charles breaking news here. a definitive way not even in like a remotely definitive <laughs> way it was like a thought experiment i just think Sources i think he's already there by the way i think he's already about i think he's already overtaken i, I think people have already forgotten about mcdonald the fact yeah. that he's like, in this mcdonald isn't playing so yeah. now Haig yeah, is mcdonald so I, the, and we'll get to this but the fact that he's in the lineup as they're as they're cycling guys in and out to try to make room for samuel moran the fact that he's in the lineup and he's going to play every game this year, I think has some people going like, oh, what's going on here? But he doesn't make $5 million bucks and he doesn't play 20 minutes a game. I know, but he's still um, actively bad. Yeah, I don't like him at all. Yeah, and as such, it would be better if he were not in the lineup. they got to deviate to somebody else on defense because there's not anybody else on defense to really 
hate now. I, I, I think, <laughs> Until Marin yeah, doesn't. I think what we're learning, and this is something I've argued for years, is that Flyers fans, really sports fans in general, but I think Flyers fans specifically, like they need someone to hate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and the idea, like we talked about it on the show all the time where people would say, oh, well, you know, if they just come up and they call up all the kids and they bench all the veterans I hate, then I'll be happy even if they lose. Like, nope. no, you'll just then hate some of the kids and <laughs> yeah. decide that they're yeah. garbage. And this is exactly what's happening. We've now decided that Robert Hague is garbage. Now, do I think Robert Hague is a particularly good defenseman? No, at least not this year. Like, I think he was good, pretty good the first maybe month and a half of the season, and then he sort of fell off a cliff, and that's very concerning, and I'd like to see him play better. If this is him, which it might be, he's 24, so this might just be him, then he's a seventh defenseman. And but but I, I do think there could be something more there. I'm not banking on it, but I think, Bill, you kind of hit the nail right on the head when you said that he's not getting paid $5 million a year and he's not getting used like McDonald was. Yeah. So at the yeah. very least... If he is actually as bad as he's played in the second half of the year, it's not like he's really getting forced down everyone's throats aside from the fact that he's just there and everyone needs someone to yell at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I was talking on, on the Big Daddy Graham show last night about how there's always a scapegoat. Like, yeah. at the Phillies World Series parade, I booed two people. <laughs> like, this is a celebration of a championship, and I booed starting pitcher Adam Eaton and third base coach Steve Smith. Like, these are things I did. Wait, yeah. why the I third mean, base yeah, coach? Yeah, I mean, Adam Eaton, I get. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I just remember hating him. I don't know. Oh, yeah, who can remember was, what was, happened was 11 Condry years ago? Was Condry on that team? Because I totally would have booed Condry. I loved Gumby. I hated Condry. Oh. Well, I by the way, I called him Gumby. That's that's I was. Wasn't the scapegoat on defense before McDonald Coburn? Oh yeah, oh yeah. People hated so, Coburn, uh, at uh, the but end. he was he was high. He was top four. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I guess the difference between McDonald and Coburn was that at least with Coburn, you had kind of a split. Like you had people who were into stats, or like, hey, he's actually not that bad. And then the people who were just pure eye tests were like, no, he's fucking garbage. Yeah, right. Whereas with McDonald, everyone yeah, agreed that he was bad. Yeah. So there's there, not a there's single no, thing he no does. No. He's not a. There's there's not a single thing McDonald does well. I will say. While this is comparing, like, bird shit to dog shit, I think McDonald might be a better passer than Robert Haig. Oh, he is. He's. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's actually borne out by uh, Corey Schneider's zone exit. Okay. Like, McDonald, is, McDonald is probably about a league average puck mover. Robert Haig is a far below Maybe the average worst. puck mover. All right, we've made it through one question. This is good. Uh, <laughs> question from Ted, still on the Robert Haig stuff, uh, at that guy 11920. Is there a possibility that Haig gets moved in the offseason? If so, what could they get in return for him? Bottom six forward or something? He wasn't great last season, and he's been exponentially worse this season. He's nearing that age where a skater is what they are and will be. Do you I mean, think there's a chance he gets moved, and what do you think they could possibly get for him? If you're trading just him on, like, a fourth round pick? I think he maybe? could move him. I don't Probably. I don't, yeah, probably. He feels he like a guy that— He's always one defenseman, and he is, like, the guy that— I mean, he's praised constantly— yeah. On Flyers broadcasts. Well, that's Flyers broadcasts. So I, I have no idea how he's viewed around the league. I know, I know, but we're talking about like Bill Clement, who is the kind of man. like a, yeah, the hockey a man. prototypical yeah. hockey man, thinks he's great because he throws a lot of hits. You would, I would imagine that there are a lot of idiots like Bill Clement in the National no. Hockey League. I mean, Erica thinks, Branson just got traded for Tanner Yeah, exactly. Pearson. Yeah. Not yes. expecting a Tanner Pierce in return. I don't. <laughs> you could probably trade him for something. I don't think the answer here is the Leafs. I'm just saying, like, because of <laughs> Kyle Dubas, I'm just saying, like, look at Leafs Twitter go on about how their defense needs some stay-at-home grit. It's like, 
I got one for you. <laughs> oh, God. If, I got one for you right here. If Kyle Dube is traded for Robert Hack, yeah, that, that just would be pretty happy. I'm, I don't think that's I'm not saying him specifically. Yeah. I'm just saying hockey guy Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, maybe if, if Lou was still there. In all honesty, if Kyle Dube is traded for Robert Hag, I'd be like, Oh shit! Wait, I'd be like, shit. What, what are the what, num- what are the numbers missing here? <laughs> what am I missing? Is that the numbers think that he's <laughs> secret pu- dad like, is good. Yeah, like the public numbers say he's bad. So what exactly private <laughs> yeah. numbers do you have, Kyle? I'm intrigued now. Um, yeah, they could probably trade him if they really wanted to. I'm sure there would be some team who would be interested because what I generally look at with defensemen is that there are very few NHL teams that actually know how to evaluate defensemen beyond the obviously really good guys. So everyone just kind of takes all the other teams at their word that mm-hmm. the guys that the other teams are playing actually deserve the minutes. So if a guy's getting played every game by another team, the assumption is like, oh, well, he must be good. Case in point, Brandon Manning. Uh, <laughs> and then you then you actually Two have him, teams. Then you have him on your team and you realize, no, <laughs> no way, he's wait. actually an AHL defenseman. Two teams this season thought that he was going to fill a hole for them. Yes. Two. Yes. Yep. Got Brandon Manning. <laughs> Scratched in yeah, the that's thing. He's not even an AHL defenseman. Yeah. Never, um, n- n- never be the last fool at the table. Like <laughs> and Peter Shirelli. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no, that's that's what I was saying before the show in terms of trading Haig. Like wherever Chirelli ends up, because he's gonna Trade be he's gonna be somewhere, call him up just by leads the league <laughs> in hits. Most hits by a defenseman. No, my the, the the point I made before the show that Kelly referenced, and as I said, this wasn't a prediction. This was just a no, thought I'm experiment. Sorry, I made it sound that way. Was, Charles, it wasn't. It's okay. <laughs> but my, my point was that if Haig were to get traded this offseason, the way I could the, the the most likely way I could theoretically see him being traded is if, like, let's say the Flyers are making a deal for a legitimate top four defenseman, and the the team they're trading with wants to get back an NHLer in return, like an NHL defenseman to plug into that spot. Like, obviously, he wouldn't be the centerpiece. You'd probably be trading a very good prospect and a pick. But then there's they're like, okay, well, you're Minnesota, and you're like. Well, we're getting Isaac Ratcliffe and a first-round pick for Jared Spurgeon, but we want to have someone to plug in there. Who do you have? Here's Robert Haig. Boom, done deal. Like I'm not saying that would be the deal, but that's kind of what. Yeah. Like I think Haig is. That'd be an awesome deal. You're not. You're not gonna like. <laughs> you're not gonna lead with we're trying to trade Robert Haig. I just don't think that's what they're going to do. No. But I could yeah. see him coming up in negotiations to theoretically even out a deal. And as I like go through the pairs in my head. If they do add a legit top four guy, I have no problem, especially with what he's making. I have no problem with Haig as a seven. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. a nice guy to plug in. That's well, see, fine. now, too, is now that he can skate. Hextall is inherited. Like, when you say use him as a seven. He'll actually. Because that was the thing yeah. with Brandon Manning, too. I was like, well, if he's used as a seven. And then he was. Yeah, that's, I thought there was something. I thought there was a little more there with Manning than, than maybe what, there ended oh, up yeah. being. But, uh. Yeah, <laughs> it's if he's the seven, he's the seven. So be yeah. it. When uh, yeah, he's when he's fine. playing f- f- the fifth most minutes, you, you probably have a bad defense. Yeah. All right, from pork buns, we're gonna move on to coaching now. Assuming Q is the home run and Gordon is the safe pick, I reject the premise. <laughs> what are some other mid-tier coaching moves? Is there a dark horse you'd like to see? I'm gonna lead this one off and say yes. Q is the home run. It's his job if he wants it. Yep. But I'm. Like there's going to be 15 teams in the league who come to that same conclusion. Um, yeah. I don't think Gordon is the safe pick because I don't. No. I, I, I've said a million times if if they don't get Q, and then they have an exhaustive coaching search, bring in a million candidates, interview everybody. If there's an all-star team in Antarctica, bring in their coach. <laughs> all right, and then they go. We think Gordon's the best fit. I'm not going to hate it right away. I just don't think he's the guy Mm-mm. at all. I don't think so either. Yeah. Not for the head coaching job. I'm 
I'm not as like anti anti Gordon as I think a lot of people are. Calling him the safe pick, like, I don't know if that's quite accurate, but I guess there's a safety in that you know the players seem to like him and he seems to connect with them. Like I guess there's a safety in that. Um, and I guess maybe, you know, in a weird sort of way, the safety of a Gordon, the safety of hiring Gordon is almost like, I don't think they would be especially tied to him. So I guess the safety is that if he is as bad as people think he is and the Flyers continue to continue to get torched possession wise and the numbers are really bad next year and the win, win loss record follows, like he's not going to get paid a ton. So I could easily see Dave Scott literally just pulling the plug on the deal and just being like, okay, well, we'll just wait until the next big name guy gets fired and we'll snap him up. And, Gordon can, so and, and Gordon can literally just be the, the interim in not name like th- that. But that to me is like the only safe aspect of it. Out of the guys who are who are out there that aren't named Q, I wouldn't hate Dave Tippett. I was gonna throw. Uh, I don't know why I, he hasn't I, been talked about as much. I, I, I would like Sheldon yeah. Keith. Th- those are probably the two that stand out to me as like the yeah. If it's not Q, I like those Do two. Do you ideas. think that Sheldon Keith could be pried away? I feel like he's probably there's probably an understanding that he is the guy that Kyle Dubas would want coaching the Leafs. Well, yeah, but I mean, maybe not now because there's a little bit of tension between him and yeah. Babcock, but like. Babcock is still the guy in Toronto. Yeah. He's still probably the most high, if not the most, one of the most highly paid coaches in in hockey. And he's won a cup and he's Mike Babcock. So, like, if you're Sheldon Keith, yeah, maybe the last month or two has got you thinking, hey, maybe they might fire him in the next couple of years and I can slide right up. But how long do you want to wait for them to That's fire good. Mike Babcock? Yeah, I, I'm gonna. Th- I'm just going to throw some names at you guys. I'm gonna, The first couple are the ones of teams that I think might, surprisingly somewhat fire their coach if the postseason doesn't go the way they want or the you know last okay. couple games here. Okay. Pete DeBoer. He's, he's, he's just one of my guys. You, just, you like, really like him. I really like what he did with that team. There after are a the lot first of Sharks fans that don't like him. That just, yeah, that's, that's fine with me. Well, then he, he went to the cup with the Devils in the first year yeah. and then with yeah. the Sharks and then they all kind of like fall apart after that. Bruce Boudreaux. <laughs> I, I love like him. I just I like, like him because Joe. he looks like ham. I, I think <laughs> he, he looks, looks like, like a big baby. He looks like ham to me. I'd be <laughs> I'd be totally fine with it. And obviously, uh, obviously, Fletcher hired him in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would freak out because of the lack of playoffs. Yeah, especially yeah. in Philadelphia, people <sighs> would go nuts over the lack of playoff success. John Tortorella. No thanks, fam. Yeah, not happening. Nah. 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 Peter Laviolette. Absolutely. Yeah, but he's not. I don't think he's gonna get. I don't think there's any chance. Say they get bounced in the first round. I, I, that's a team that's all in. a couple of years now, yeah. That's a team yeah. that's all in. Although Fair. I said the same thing about John Cooper, and then he got an extension. That's, so maybe John Cooper gonna, yeah. was the top of. Yeah. The, if, yeah, yeah. If, if this, if we did this show two weeks ago, I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. talking John Cooper here. But they extended him because I think they all kind yeah, of yeah. thought this was going to be the topic of yeah, conversation. I mean, this version of the Flyers would be a very good Peter Lovey. Yes. Team. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. So. Yeah. Elaine Vigneault. No, thank you. I don't hate it. Him, I don't yeah. hate it as much as some people do, but I he wouldn't be at the top of my list by any means. That's he's not on my wish list. But if they hired him, I wouldn't be I, on here. I would be than some of the other names. Yeah, no, he's yeah, a lot yeah, better yeah. than yeah. So, uh, Dan Bylsma. No, yes. not as hard. No, I'm not not, a, not as anti <laughs> as Kelly and Steph are, but I, I'm I'm no. It yeah. wouldn't excite me, and I think they want to excite people. I don't think Bylsma is the worst coach, but we were talking about this pre-show. That problem with the Bilesma era Penguins, they did win the one cup. Okay, good for them. Uh, but that is a <laughs> no. But that's a that's a no. Team. No, no, no. I am. I'm that, agreeing with that's, you. That's, that should have, that that should have been a yeah. dynasty. Yeah. yeah. And more, it, yeah. and to me, their biggest issue was composure and letting you know 
lesser talented teams like the Flyers get under their skin and just totally lose their game plan. Like, oh, Zach Ronaldo, he just he just ran Chris Letang, so now we have to spend the whole game trying to yeah. avenge him rather than just scoring nine goals, which you can easily do. Like, and then you lose to the fucking Flyers, who you're better than. And then when he went to Buffalo, was that after the whole? Yeah. That was mm-hmm. after the whole uh, attacking. The, and okay. the Flyers issue, to me, like a lot of it is mental and composure and consistency, and I just don't see Bilesma being a, good, a good fit. Point. Jack Capuano, who I love nah. simply because he looks like a drunk college professor. <laughs> he <laughs> looks like the college professor Does who's he? just sitting there. He's got like the tweed jacket. That would be cool for like three games, and we'd all yeah. be like, this is yeah, not Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think, this he's, is a, not I don't think he's a very good coach. <laughs> no. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Bob Hartley. So I loved Bob Hartley. Back when he was, I liked him when he was coaching the Hershey Bears about a million years ago. I liked him when he was with the Avalanche. I always thought he was good with young players. Um, I have no idea what his deal is now, but I liked him before. He coached Calgary, and they weren't very good under him. But I, you know, was there a roster team? I don't know enough about Calgary to know. Like he just was never. When, when 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 he got brought up a couple days ago, I think on Twitter as a guy who I think I think it was, was Car- it was in the Garcetti article. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like Bob Hartley. I remember that name. Let me look at it. I'm like, wow, he coached Calgary mm-hmm. like two years ago. Yeah, I was going to say I don't remember anything about <laughs> he that. He was tenure. an exceptionally good AHL coach. He was with the Flames when they had that big PDO year. Where uh, yeah, okay, so okay, was, okay. Yeah. Lindy Ruff. Oh, come I on. cannot actually <laughs> not. No. If he was a coach, I would. That's like, such a, what are we doing? No, the, if Dude, this was like the 95 to 04 Flyers, yeah, right? like, sure. absolutely Lindy Ruff would be getting this job. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a doubt in my oh, mind. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Sutter. Nope. I like him. I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I, I wouldn't I'm be opposed, opposed to this. To it, yeah. Yeah. I don't I'm like him. Michelle Tarion. Mm. Absolutely not. I, I, I am as anti-Michelle Tarion as Kelly <laughs> and Steph are anti-Dan okay. I, right. I think Tarion is an awful coach. One of my favorite defensemen growing up, Luke Richardson. He's an assistant. Like, I mean, maybe. So, but I, I, don't, I have no idea whether he's a good coach or not. So that's the thing. Like, Luke Richardson, to me, kind of falls into the Scott Gordon category where there's going to be like a very short leash for a guy like that. And I don't want to go through another coaching yeah. search in a year and a half. I want an established sucks. guy. Yeah. I, want I want established... a guy that's going to have enough of a track record that he gets yeah. a long leash and establishes a team here. We talked about tip it a bit. So Todd McClellan, I'm higher on McClellan. Than I'm not some. a big fan of McClellan. I don't I, hate him. I don't love him, but I'm not like strongly anti. Apparently, Dave Isaac in his article today said that he's been heavily linked to the Kings, so it oh, might not God. even matter. He just oh, loves he God just bless. loves the Pacific, huh? Yeah. yeah. Funny, out there. Uh, Randy Carlisle. Oh. <laughs> I mean, for this show, it would probably yeah, no, be really that's, good. In terms of content, I'm all for Randy Carlisle. In terms of this team ever winning another game, that I don't think it's bad, the best. Yeah. For, for the record, Randy Car- Carlisle should never have a like not even an assistant no. coaching job in the NHL ever. Again. Never. Ever. I don't think he should have a driver's license. <laughs> He <laughs> doesn't have a toaster license. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's real. And Sammy Kapanen was uh, a dark horse name. He's coaching in wherever the hell he's from mm. now. It's just one of those. I have no idea if he can do it so or not. He, can, we, can we get his kid? I with was going to say, yeah, was, <laughs> no, I was like, if he comes along with Casperi, I'm all for it. And then we bring in his dad to yeah. coach. Uh, so, from also so from Pork Buns, what's the deal with Justin Bailey? Is Who he just cares? a quad A guy or is there a chance he becomes a serviceable, serviceable bottom sixer? Feels like a quad A guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he might be a, a like a thirteen. You know, if if 
he's in and out on the fourth line, if he plays 40 games and nine minutes a game next year, Again, I don't yeah, give a shit. Guy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was a very fine jag. Yeah, the, the, the physical tools were there, definitely, but I just, I just don't see the instincts, and that's always been the knock on him as hockey sense. From at Doc Webb, if one major trade has to go down this season or this off season, who do you think is gone, and what's the expected return? So, like, shake the, do the one big thing, for shake the, the thing up for the Flyers. Who's gone? Voracek. I think so. I mean, if they were to do a big trade and shake it up, I think it'll be Voracek. So logically, I think it would be Voracek, just because obviously he's incredibly valuable. So if you're going to trade a big piece because you want some good shit back, he's the guy. And I hate that I think this, but sometimes I do worry that they're going to trade Shane Gossesberry. Oh, I, 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 oh, I, yeah. I, I 100% yeah. think it's a, no, I 100% think of him if a major trade in the sense of like removing a piece from the roster yeah. happens this offseason, it'll be good. Ghost was the answer to me yeah. just because of the match of There's been a lot of smoke. Me, have a bunch of D men already, yeah. need a center. Okay, here's this guy with a nice contract. What are you going to give him for us? Well, it, Ghost is the one to me. He's not the one I want to see gone, yeah. but he's like, the one I think gets traded. It's, yeah. it's just Patrick Sharp, Justin Williams, all over well, again. Well, I don't think so. It depends on the, what the return will be. To me, it's just that like he's the easiest to trade. Like Voracek, because he's really good. No, be, no, contract. no. It's the contract. Well, the, the, you, yeah, like if he's you're, really good on a good. Contract. But like with Voracek, <laughs> he's a very good player. But trading an eight million dollar contract is not—it's not easy. Every team can fit a Shane Gosses bear at a four and a half million dollar cap hit. So like, it just opens up the amount of possibilities for a trade. That's like, yeah, Voracek for Tyler Sagan is cool and all, but like, how many of those trades are even possible? Sagan's just my you know example here because he's around nine and a half, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, how many of those eight to ten million dollar guys are actually available if you're looking to move a Voracek? Yeah, yeah. Gosses. Bear is the one you go it's the Johansson trade all right we need a center you need a defenseman here we go boom I don't think it's Williams and and uh, Sharp simply because we have a much better idea of what Ghost exactly. is exactly and you got nothing for the well, I liked Markov I will say they like that was going for it I that was mean, a like, Stanley Cup team that was going for in it. in the sense that we gave up on the we yes. there was a decision that they weren't going to be anything impactful for this team so it was fine to let go of them and i feel like that's kind of the same thing like i think that ghost is going to be good for most of his career he is good i think they thought it's already well good. i know but i it's to just, me they gave up on patrick sharp justin williams well, they yeah. said this is a nice young prospect who can't stay healthy and we need help right now like that's to me what Fair. that was I, I think ghost is a like if he gets moved it's going to be my my theory with Ghost is that if he gets moved, it'll probably be because they have some other way to get another defenseman, whether another good defenseman, whether it's in free agency or whether it's via trade. And they figure, all right, we'll replace Ghost with this new guy and trade and, and trade Ghost for an impact forward. So now, if if they trade Ghost for peanuts, I'll be livid. But like that to me is, if a Ghost trade were to go down, that would probably be why. But isn't the problem there? Like you've said that one of the pieces that this team needs is another top defenseman it would be another nice good defenseman and that's with the guys that we have so if you're just removing one of our good defensemen and replacing him with another good defenseman you haven't really solved the problem yeah i mean that's fair i don't i don't disagree with you i just don't want to trade him i mean i don't i don't, want, I don't, I don't really think anybody on the show wants him to trade no. goes. i don't no. want to trade him i just see if they have an opportunity to somehow add another top four to me you need a top pair defenseman not yeah. a not a four you need a one or a two yeah, that's fair and if you can add one of those guys and then you address your need 
for a dynamic forward, to me, they need very badly need a 2C. With Gostaspare, it's not the end of the world. As long as that dude's not 34 years old. I don't want to trade for a 34-year-old. Or no. bad. Yeah, or bad. <laughs> but if, if you get a, be young or bad. If, you get, if you get a really good 27-, 28-year-old center, yeah. that's fine with me. Question from Steve Ferrigno, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, that's not. That's, that's Lou. Lou. I, yeah. I, what are the actual chances we get a big name like Carlson or Panarin? I don't have faith in us getting it done. So can I just complain for a second about the way this question Please. is framed? There's a Twitter user Please. that uh, you're talking about. I know, but it's yeah. just I don't have faith in us getting it done. Like, this is a yeah. thing that they should do, <laughs> and if they don't do it, it's some kind of failure. Like, Panarin has pretty explicitly said that he wants to go to, like, Florida. Yeah. Right? Like, so if Or he, New York. Or New York. Or L.A. or something like that. Right. Like, and, and that was something that I, I got into on Twitter, that he wants to go to a big city. But Philly's a big city. Like, no, not really. Like, not I mean, if like, you want to believe it. I mean, it's the, the fifth biggest city in the country, and Houston doesn't have a team, so it is a big city. I mean, it is, but I, I feel like when a guy like Artemi Panarin, who's been playing in Columbus, is thinking big city, it's he's not, thinking L.A. or New York. It's not a flashy city. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you lose him, if he goes to L.A., you lost him to a team that sucks with no chance of getting he's better not, anytime I, I, soon. But that's the thing. If like, he I'm goes to the Rangers, all right. If he goes to the goddamn Florida Panthers, then you lost to Sunshine Florida. No, but he That's wants wrong. to go there. He wants to play Then pay there. him more than them. That, I don't think yeah, that matters. Yeah, but there's also uh, the tax benefit. So you have not only have to pay That's him only more 40 no, games. Not. That's only yeah, 40 they games. they play all their games in Florida. The tax thing drives me crazy. It's a, I don't think it's that big I think of a it, I think it's a pretty big savings. I don't know. It's for, it's, it's, I'm going to consult to see. It's half your schedule. I guess. The Lightning got some help from it. The Lightning got a lot of help from it. I, I, the Lightning I got some help from having a really good general manager that and a core too. of young guys who all said, hey, yeah. we can win here together. It and doesn't seem to be hurting in Toronto either where yeah. the taxes are goddamn socialism. And, okay, here's your 11 mil. They didn't have to give Tavares 15 to make up for it. Yeah, I yeah just, but that's because of the jammies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think that if either of these guys are actually available, Chuck Fletcher's going to kick and the tires, but it, it's up to them that's, where they I go. want to pursue both of these sure players. And, and they will. They, yeah. they, they will pursue both. To yeah. me, this isn't, and I don't know if it gets brought up later in the questions or not, but we were talking about the Suter-Parisi offseason. In that offseason, there were two prizes, and that was it. There was no, like, and you also, because you pursued them and Shea Weber and had to wait the seven days for Nashville to match on Weber, you lost out on your own guys, Matt Carl, Yager, players like that, who then you could not fill holes. You yeah. now had roster spots open and no way to fill them. There are other free agents. While I believe this team needs dynamic forwards, they need a top pair defenseman, there's other ways to go about getting them than just, all right, well, we didn't do anything. Let's trade JVR for Luke Shen. Like, yeah. there's other ways to go about doing this other than getting these two yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I do think there's there's been, like, some kind of a dichotomy that's been created by some people on Twitter that are like, if you don't get one of these two guys, then the offseason was a total failure. Which is just and, and it's like, ridiculous. guys, this isn't Bryce Harper and, and I was going to say, yeah. yeah. We already have a lot of good pieces here. This is kind of a finishing thing. If yeah. you can get one of these stars, by all means, please do. But there's other ways to go about it. And because you already have the goaltender and you already think you have a certain you know, core of defensemen, you have your young up-and-coming forwards matched with the veterans, there's some things here you don't just have to get Panarin. I want Panarin very badly, but I'm not going to jump off a bridge if they don't get him. Maybe I will. But 
No, that'll be Eric Carlson. Flyers fan in D.C., I like Dave Isaac throwing Brock Nelson into the mix as a UFA target this summer for the 2C job. I've always been a fan of his. Do you think he'd walk from the aisles and or be a good fit for the Flyers? Yes. Uh, I I, I wouldn't hate it. I'm very meh on Brock Nelson. I don't think he's bad. I think he's more of a 3C than a 2C. Like... He's kind of like a he's kind of slightly slightly negative play driver. He scores. He's okay. He's okay. You know what he basically is? He's basically uh, who was that that stupid center that uh, that everyone was into last summer that ended up in Boston? Riley Nash. No. no. Well, he went the guy who got traded. This Charlie the, Coyle. Coyle. He's basically Charlie Coyle. Oh God. That, like, remember that, how hard we were? That's for what him? he is. He's basically Charlie. <laughs> who and, was? and like it's fine. Like it's fine as a three C. But like, I don't think he's moving the needle dramatically. I, if if we're going in this like second tier centers, I'd rather have Kevin Hayes. Yeah. Over, so over my Brock question, Nelson. my question is, though, the grief you put down here, how likely is it Andersley actually leaves the Islanders? I think he wants to stay. Bad. Yeah. I mean, he's their captain now, isn't he? Yeah. Like I I I know he's a free agent, but yeah, I know I just like put I, and I've seen other people like mention him every once in a while, but I feel like he he's not going anywhere. He's That's, not. He's not still. I would want him, but he I don't think he's going. Andersley is basically Simmons, but not as mean. Yeah, <laughs> That's, I want to talk about now the just I think this is a good spot to bring up the unrestricted uh, free agent centers and forwards talked about Panarin. The guy I coveted earlier this season, Matt Duchesne. I mean, I'm fine with Duchesne. I, really, I haven't looked at his numbers a lot this year, but I I feel like he's been fine his whole career. I think he's a good player. Yeah. I think he's probably going to get overpaid. But like at some point, you know. Maybe that's not the worst thing. I don't, I don't know. It, it really is just going to come down to the situation. Like, I think he's a good player who would make the Flyers better. Me too. Uh, I, I like Matt Duchesne. And in the right contractual situation, I'd be all about adding him. That's, two years. No, it's just my issue is I think he's going to get paid like a 1C. And if he wants to get less than Giroux and Voracek, let's bring him in. If he wants the same or more, I don't see that oh, yeah. being no, a good no, investment. No. Uh, Jeff Skinner. I don't think he leaves Buffalo. Like I think Buffalo will find a way to get that done. But I, I and he's kind of like Duchesne. I think he's Craig. Like, he's going to yeah. get a lot of money. Yeah, uh, I just see a team. He's a nice goal scoring winger, and I like Jeff Skinner. But I see a team that very badly needs some center depth. Like that's I don't I don't see that being yeah. a good investment. Gustav Nyquist. I like him. I wouldn't hate yeah. this. Yeah, I, he would be a good like fallback again it goes back to your point where they really need centers more the wings yeah. but they do have a wing spot open he's good he's a good player if they were to sign him i would not hate it ryan dezingle can play all three forward spots i just love his name it's very corny <laughs> dezingle dezangles yeah. yeah i don't i don't know i'm not really i'm very i'm very, <laughs> very male on ryan dezingle i i don't big, i i just I don't like know he's, kind of overrated, he's, yeah. he's one of those guys where like probably after the season gets done i'm going to spend a lot of time researching guys like ryan dezingle and coming up with an idea of whether i actually like them or not my perception of ryan dezingle as a player his entire career is that i never thought he was that good but i could to- i could be totally yeah. wrong he did that. get 20 goals last year in ottawa i think which is i mean that was i mean somebody's impressive. got to score goals in ottawa yeah, like, like, yeah someone, that is, that someone is does have to score no, goals i always got top five minutes i call it Kyle Calder syndrome. Yeah, (laughs) that dude looked like he was a surefire twenty-five goal scorer on that Chicago Blackhawks team. And really, it's just that nobody gets shut out every night. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Kevin Hayes. I think we're all kind of in agreement that Kevin Hayes would be a very nice fit for this team. He'd be fine. Yeah. Again, it depends on price, but he's not a bad player. He's having a very good year this year. Michael Furland. I'm interested in him. Are you? 
I, I am. I mean, you basically just replace be replacing Simmons with younger Simmons. Okay. Which, Which I mean, I, be terrible. Yeah, it's not the yeah. worst thing. And yeah, and I think they even if they add the center depth, I think they need another top nine wing. I do think they need a third line winger to go with JVR and whoever that three C is, whether it's someone they bring in or Nolan Patrick. Mm. I think they need another winger there too. Uh, Jordan Eberle is a guy I've looked at. As I, I think he's having a down year this year, but yeah, no, no, I'm with, yeah. I'm with you. I wouldn't mind having him here. Yeah, I like him, but the, I mean, the thing with all of these guys is that. You always overpay a free agent, and I'm not. Sh- I know we have a ton of cap space, but I would rather. I don't know. That's why well, I, I think find this goes back to, to the thing it. Charlie was talking about, and that's, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, you might have to overpay a guy a bit, but you have the space if he's a good if if he's a good player. If he's a good player, I'm not. I don't have a major issue with him overpaying a little bit. I mean, look at like. The, the contracts they signed Scott Hartle and Kimo Tiemann into probably at the time looked like overpays, but they ended up being great fits. That's Pretty true. Good, yeah. So, like, just get a good player and, hope and, and you know, do your research and see if you think it's a good fit. I wanted to talk about – I was looking at some of the defensemen today. Uh, Alex Edler and um, uh, kind of, uh, Anton Strawman are free agents. Isn't Edler kind of, like, falling off a cliff? I, he's doing pretty good this year. Is he? Yeah, Don't you I like mean, I do, but I was he's worried having about really this bad year. This mm-hmm. year, yeah, yeah, he's doing pretty bad this year. But I think that would just mean he comes cheaper. I, I don't know. To me, the defensive market and it's Eric Carlson or trade. I don't want to pay yeah, any of these fair. free yeah. agents. Yeah. I, I, if I was, was just throwing those two names right, out there, like, those would be like the guys after Carlson. If they am got, I, I do I like against. do I like Jake Gardner? I do. Do I want to be the team that pays him? I don't. Yeah. I I would like Jake Gardner on this team. Number one yeah. gritty number one gritty fan. I'm a Maple Leaf. <laughs> number one gritty fan at Diamondback forty two. What are the odds Joel Farabee, Joel Farabee I was gonna say it's starts Joel. starts next season with the big club? Low to me. So I, I got uh, in a, I got in a Twitter debate with Dan Silver about this yesterday, and I I mean my thing is like he's a string bean, and I think like. The guys who can the guys who can get away with being a string bean in the NHL are the guys that have an incredible amount of skill. And Joel Farabee, as much as I love him, does not have an incredible amount of skill. He's more of a relentless four checker type. And like I really don't want to see a one seventy pound string bean try to be a relentless four checker type in the NHL. But because it may not go well. Yeah, I just I just don't <laughs> think it's gonna work. But I don't think he makes a team out of camp. I don't think there's much of a chance. But yeah, hey. I don't think he'll I mean he's gonna have a shot, but what do He's you think not of- Morgan Frost. Like I think people want to equate him with Morgan Frost at this point, but Morgan Frost is a, a big boy. Mar- Morgan Frost has put on sufficient yeah. muscle to be in the mm-hmm. NHL. The question is whether his game is ready to translate. But from a from a from a physical strength standpoint, I think he's ready. Mm-hmm. Just because he came up, do you think Morgan Frost makes the team out of camp? I think he's gonna have a solid chance. I think he'll have a decent chance. I think a lot of it also depends on what they what do they in get, the offseason. Yeah, yeah. What's blocking him. Yeah. I, I've always thought he's uh gonna spend some time in the A, but there's a good chance to me he gets the Giroux treatment. Yeah. Like yeah around that, Christmas. That's sort of my yeah. guess. Around Christmas they go, Yeah, you're you're a point of game player down there. This is pointless. Come on out. I agree. Like, with we that. Need, we have a third line wing spot open here. Boom. You're here. All right. Uh is the li- from A D. At Adam of six oh nine, is this the last year of is the last year of McDonald's contract going to be bought out this summer? That's one of the questions I'm most excited to ask Fletcher at Exit Interview Day. Yay! Because I just I think it it makes we'll find out then it <laughs> makes him well. I mean he may he may just not answer like 
Hextall kind of. Good to get the <laughs> what if he was just like, oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah we're doing. <laughs> we, we can't wait. Adios, well, he, he pulls out his checkbook. <laughs> I'm doing it myself. <laughs> you, you guys are here. Yeah, we, we got throw witnesses. him a parade. Do we do a party when they buy him out? Do we do something like that? Oh, jeez, that would be mean. I mean, I, it's just mean. $30 yeah, fucking million! Say, dollars. I was going to say mean, mean, but we have to nice, do it. Yeah. Eat the rich! Well, He's a nice man, and I hope he finds another hobby as soon as this season ends. <laughs> That's all. I think, I, think, I think he's the dark horse candidate for head coach. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my God! I, I, I wouldn't I, mind him at all, man. Coach, look, look. I, I he's think, not on the ice. I think it's legitimately possible he gets bought out this year, just because he had. He's not even in the rotation. Yeah, right they're yeah. finally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think whether it's he's bought out or they trade him and cover half his salary, or they just burn and bury him in the AHL. He will not be with the Philadelphia Flyers hockey club in 2019-20. It sure doesn't seem like it. You know, I mean, this. I. I I'd like to think that's true. I, I just—you no. never know with Andrew McDonald. I, like we, 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 well, we thought we thought he was he was gone when in the uh-huh. first year that's of true. the new regime he was sent down <laughs> to the minors at the start of the year. That's and true. nope, oh, no, we man. still had another, what another time to be alive. half Thanks decade days, with Andrew yeah. McDonald. That was like well, what you is that in the AHL he showed the coaching staff that he was actually a number one defenseman in the A in, in the NHL. Oh, okay. Yeah, remember remember that article? And then like two weeks after it came out, he was back down. They're like, oh, he's he he worked on his game and was a good soldier, and now he's earned his way back up. It's like he's back down. He's back down. He's back down by the time this came out on print. I I think there's a decent chance he gets bought out. I think there's a zero percent chance he's back. Not for hockey reasons. I think it's because this is a growingly apathetic fan base. And yes, they're going to try to sign big names. They're going to try to improve this team. But that's like the easiest thing you can do. That's a fair point. That's the easiest thing you can do to get people happy again. Do you think the front office actually gives a shit about what the fans? I want? do. I think I do. they always well, have. Well, I don't think Chuck. I don't think Chuck Fletcher does too much, but I do think the people above him do. Well, I mean, I know they want to fill the seat. I know the last guy not caring about it is why that last guy's not employed by the team anymore. Fair. Well, I lost my place on the outline. Here we are. Chris. Uh, Chris, yeah, from Chris Kringle, 1977. If prospects are traded, who are the most likely candidates to be included in potential trades? I don't know who it is, but I know I'm not going to like it. Um, I, <laughs> if, 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 if I had That's to guess, to um, one guy who I definitely could see getting moved is Verubia. Oh, okay. I wouldn't hate that, actually. Just, just, just because I don't know where he fits, and I know that they're not happy with, like, kind of how he could never Oof. really translate his game to the NHL. Oh, they're going to say the work but do you, thing. Do you think, I don't think that that kind of, like, if we're talking about a trade that's going to bring us back something huge, no. it's going to have to be one of the names that we really like. Oh, okay. Like yeah. a Joel. I don't, I don't think, think they're trained fair. I don't think they're trained fair. I think Frost Farabee and do we consider Hart a prospect Hart, anymore? Hart, 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 oh, yeah, oh my God. Right. If they trade Hart. Can you imagine no, if they traded Hart? Uh, no, I'm sorry, I think Frost yeah. Farabee and Hart are the like guys the that aren't going Frost, anywhere. Yeah. One would hope. But Isaac Ratcliffe is such he a, is such a love be. of mine. And I think that he is like. Strom and Lazinski maybe? Why are we talking about Strom? He's, he's, a, a pro- he's actually good. Coming is, up with the he Phantoms. Though? He's a, a goal-scoring machine, Charles. <laughs> Coming up with the Phantoms. Hey, not looking bad. He might be Strom able- is going to play for the Flyers one day and be good. <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to be great. I'm going to say he's going to carve out a nice little niche for himself in the NHL one day. Kurt will be insufferable. I would say that if they're going to – my theory is that if they're going to – if they were going to trade one of the big names, I think they would trade Frost over Farabee. Just, really? I do. Just because I think that – 
Frost, with the numbers he's put up, like he's a flashy guy who, if if you're a team that's if you're a team that's about to trade away a big piece, Frost is the kind of guy you can sell to your fan base as. Well, we just traded away this guy you love, but look who we got back. Fair. And and Frost, like as much as people in Philadelphia think Frost is this like unbelievable, pro- and he's a good prospect. He's not an A prospect. He's probably like around the league, probably like a B plus prospect. Who we all think is an A plus prospect. So it's not totally ridiculous to the idea of him being the centerpiece of an actual trade that goes down to me is not that ridiculous. And related from Gritty Boy at Bucktooth Pup, which <laughs> which people, which young good flyer would you be most willing to trade, and for what? Uh, the answer for what to me is Josh Hosang. Discuss. Oh, I just love him. I just think. <laughs> okay, so so before we get into this question, like good young flyers. Yeah. Like, so like, does I that include Shane? I guess. Yeah. I guess let let's go through let's go through the good young flyers and this is a, this is a fascinating question to me and I, I think it's fascinating We're to going me. Roster it's fascinating right? to me because I actually have a really I have a outside. Oh, if if okay. it's if okay, he okay, 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 flyers, so, so let's go roster. Okay, players. so here's roster, player, roster yeah. players. The the young players I would say count here are. Nolan Patrick, Oscar Lindblom, Travis Konechny, Shane Gossesbear, Ivan Provorov, Travis Sanheim, Sam. Well, not let's move Sam Moran. Uh, Phil Myers. So th- those are your young. Because like, is Robert Haig young technically? But like, that's an easy question. Everyone would say Robert. No, Haig. that he put good in here. I'm gonna guess intentionally. Yeah. So so, so we're, say we're looking at that <laughs> yeah. group that I just named. Yeah, I have a fucked up. Because this is a fast. Because I I have a feeling me and you actually might have. Yeah, the same go ahead answer. and say it. Ivan Provorov. Oh, really? That's not who nine. I was thinking. And, and, of. and yeah. my nine. and my reasoning is this. <clears throat> I'm a little concerned that his underlying numbers have never been good, and I think he's going to get a massive contract this summer. That's and, fair. And my concern, I don't want them to trade Ivan Provorov, but my concern is is that you're not going to get surplus value out of Ivan Provorov anymore. Okay. And he might, like, Travis Sanham, I believe, is going to get signed to a contract less than what he's worth. Travis Connecting, I believe, is going to get signed to a contract less than what For he's sure. worth. Ivan Provorov, I think, is going to get $7 million plus, and I'm not sure he is a $7 million plus defenseman right now. So it's like, okay, if he's not providing surplus value, we're hoping he turns into that guy. And if you can get back an actual bona fide number one defenseman in his prime right now for Ivan Provorov, yeah, I consider doing it. Yeah, and not to mention Sandman's better anyway. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of seem like they flipped. Like I think <sighs> I, feel like I, I I'm, I'm not willing to go that far. No, yeah, I have high hopes for Provorov still, but all Charlie's points are. Um, yeah, I've. I don't about want them. them to trade Ivan Provorov. Yeah, no, I'm me just neither. saying that no, I probably have more for, concerns yeah. about his his contract to his actual on ice value. I have more concerns about him than about any of the other young guys on this team. Especially, yeah, what he's going to get and the role he's going to yes. be put in. Yes. yes, I have those same concerns. So I would do Nolan Patrick. Okay. And again, That's not fair. because I want to trade him, but I feel like you would, because his potential is so high, you would get a lot of value back for him. And there have been, I think, reasons to worry a little bit that he's not going to be the savior that we wanted him to be. And if you can get back, like you're saying, impact players that are going to improve this team right now, I don't know. I don't know if I would. Patrick, to me, is someone because you lucked into him, you have to ride it out. 
mean, you yeah. have to find out what Nolan Patrick is. And also, to me, that's the weakest position on this team. That, that's that true. is fair. Yeah. That's your dealing. You'd have to be getting yeah. a center back. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. If you were mm-hmm. going to trade Patrick, you'd have to be getting a like, center back. I'm looking to add to him so that he can knock down the 3C and take advantage of matchups there. Yeah. Trading him, now we have one bona fide center. I'm just saying that I, I have to pick one. No, I actually yeah, no, I, I think yeah. I think that's a it's a fascinating choice, Kelly, and I don't I understand your logic because while we want to believe that Nolan Patrick is going to become really good, we can't discount the possibility that he just won't. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And the fact of the matter is is that every team has a guy on their team that they wish they sold higher on. And the thing is And could Patrick be that guy who three years down the road were like, Man, I wish we I wish we sold him I wish we sold him when people still thought he was going to be really good. Oh, you mean like Sam Moran? No, like Cody Cece. Well, that too. (laughs) (laughs) I will accept Um, no Samuel Moran slander. But I mean, like, if you want to make the argument, like, we've seen just as much bad Nolan Patrick as we've seen good Nolan Patrick. Oh, we've seen more. We've seen one good year, just half seasons. Yeah, Yeah, so it's like, you know, if I have to pick one, I. I, But that play. Depending on what we get back, I would. The play he made, I think it was it last night? Like, that's just a flash of what, uh, like. That's the what I want him to Power move out of yeah. the corner, create the chance, then him and Limblom both fight for the rebound, and I think it was Limblom put it in. And like, he is only 20. Yeah. Like, most players are not in the NHL at age 20. Interesting question from Dan Martin. If G doesn't win a cup, does he still make the Hall of Fame? I uh, say no. I would say, well... I think he's borderline. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, I, but, I, but I think there's a decent chance he's Definitely not up. first ballot. He feel, no, no, not yeah. It depends on how long he's good for. I mean, if he plays till 40 and is a 70-plus point player this whole time, he's getting in. If well, what's, he falls what's, off... What's he at now, points-wise? If he falls off incredibly and never wins one, no, he's not getting in. Well, I don't think he's going to fall off because he's still really good and, and like he already had his resurgence. So right now he's at 759 points. I think if he breaks... I think if he breaks 1,000... Which I think there's a re- there's it's reasonable to believe he will because that really only would requ- require him to have three more very good years. Mm-hmm. If he breaks a thousand, I think he's got a decent chance. I agree with you; he's not getting on first ballot if he doesn't win the Stanley Cup. But what is he? He's he's thirty one now. Yeah, he's yeah. he's thirty one now. So that would mean three more years until he's thirty four, which seems reasonable reasonable to me. He gets to a thousand points. He's one of the better players in Flyers history. I think he's got a, a better than 50% chance of making the Hall of Fame without The only cup. thing that worries me about that is is I feel like the same group of people who construct Team Canada Olympic teams are the group of people that so pick that's, Hall of that's a fair that's Heart trophy from. voting, fair perhaps. I was going to say, even yeah. last year, Drew killed it, and it felt like Drew still outs- nationally didn't get as much love. Drew outscored shows. everyone in the league not named Connor McDavid and wasn't a Hart Trophy finalist. Yeah, for some reason. like he scored the- a hat-trick in a game that his team yeah. needed to win. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, hockey man consensus doesn't seem to give him a lot of respect. Interesting question here from Burt Macklin. Say we don't <laughs> lose or gain any significant players in the offseason – does a does a new head coach alone, say Joel Quenville, the star coach, make us a contender with just this roster? You left out a very important part of this. Yeah, question. I don't care about That's any of that. Infuriating. I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I need everyone. I took out the, to the meat of the. I, I yeah. pulled out the meat of you this did. question. That's true. I think Joel Quenville with this roster as currently constructed. I think it's possible. 
I don't think it's like a long shot. I don't think contenders. I think they would just kind of be what they were. They would be better than what they were last season. That's, I guess. I like they could win a playoff series. I feel like Stanley but Cup. Not like yes, I would like they wouldn't be like the in the top five contenders. Yeah, Stanley Cup contender, contender. No yeah. team that could potentially you win a division so? and go on a run. Yes, I mean not in like I've the been Toronto arguing that they have Tampa Bay Lightning sense, but in the yeah. sense that I feel like this team coached well. Things going right, them playing up to the highest level that they're capable of playing at, could be the kind of team that fucks with the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and I've been saying for a while, it, and it's annoying to hear, but this team does have five twenty goal scorers. Yeah. Could be and now we six have a goalie. next year. They have a goalie. They have a pretty good defense. Like, the pieces are there. No one's put Gordon's them together. Get, yeah. 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 I mean, we're, what we're basically saying is that, and, and and this you know the way this question is worded is very leading as in like well obviously not but you do have to take a step back and say basically what that question is asking is this team like let let's 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 erase what happened this year for a second let's just go back to how we were feeling about the team in September and we were like hundred points win a playoff series so you're basically saying that team plus Carter Hart plus Phil Myers plus a better coach like. Yeah. Would I say they are a Stanley Cup contender? No, I wouldn't think they're on the level of Tampa and Toronto. No, and yeah. but like, I think that it theoretically they could very well be in the next year down. Yeah, and that's. I, I feel like it would be like a I don't know when L A was an eight seed and they just ran the table in the playoffs. Like it's just a team that isn't on paper and in the standings probably wouldn't be top tier Stanley Cup contender, but. If everything fell correctly for them, they could win a division and get into a final four. I yeah. think is a possibility. Yeah, yeah like, I can see that. Yeah. Day one, yeah, I think this team is Stanley Cup. No, no, that's I Fair. think it's yeah. All right, uh, Lou Crochetto, do you see Hartman as a part of this team's future? Mm. I mean, I think Maybe. he's on the team next year. Is he part of the long term future? I, he's got to he's got to earn that. I think he's on the team next year. I feel like he's just going to be on the team next year to save face kind of if you traded away Simmons for him well it depends on if you if you were to trade I mean they're not gonna they're not gonna like not qualify him they're not gonna be let him become a UFA after trading Wayne Simmons but beyond yeah beyond next season he really hasn't done He's been okay, I guess. Yeah. I'm not knocking. I'm just saying he hasn't been like really standing. To me, I like him better than Corbin Knight and Phil Verrett. That's the oh, well, I mean, in terms of <laughs> cool, no, but that's for what I want this team to be. He fourth, very yeah. much fills the perfect yeah. fourth line role mm-hmm. with Hartman and Raffle. That or with uh, Lawton and Raffle. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's I want. The fourth line. You yeah. need to not have Phil Veroni or whoever the fuck on the third line. <laughs> no. But like, yeah, if that's our fourth line. I'm yeah, very that, happy. If yeah. that's the fourth line, this team is probably a lot closer to what I want it to be than it currently is. So, to me, he's part of the future as long as it's not... Yeah, we're very much counting on him to be on the third line yeah. with Nolan Patrick and JVR. Well, that's a bad idea. Yeah. But as in that fourth-line role, I love it. I really do. Michael Thomas. Oh Talbot or Elliott? Pick a duo with Hart. It's not even hard for me at this point. <laughs> That's what she said. Okay. (laughs) Don't roll your eyes at me, Charles. Talbot has not looked good in his time. He's played four games. Not looked good in any of them. Four games spaced over like a month. He's definitely looked good in a couple of the games. (sighs) Like yesterday's game just straight up doesn't count to me because oh oh we're just erasing the worst which one which is which is good because he had a couple bad goals. he was bad uh, the two on zero he was supposed to stop like no, well, I'm the not team talking, is no, no, no. closing its eyes and playing defense said, in front of him I said a couple that Blake Como goal 
That was pretty fun. That, that was ugly. Yeah. That was, I think that was ugly. Brian Elliott's not going to play 40 games, so I can't say Brian Elliott because I need my goalie I, yeah. to play I, 40 I don't, games. I don't trust no, Brian Elliott. Yeah. So I'm with the towel train. I'm, I'm all about getting Brian Elliott's yeah. going to drop dead on the ice like Michael Neuvert, so I, I can't go with Brian Elliott. I think Brian Elliott is a better goalie than Cam Talbot. Yes, I believe that as well because Brian Elliott, if he was healthy, is like a borderline pretty good starter. Yes. But he's not ever going to be healthy again, so I can't count on I him. I agree with that. He's a goalie with core muscle issues. That's hip it. Hip issues. It's over. Yeah, hip, hip okay. groin, chest, or whatever this is, abs. Whatever be- this is. Beer gut. <laughs> so just, just whatever. For, just for our listeners, Bill literally started rubbing his stomach and said whatever, whatever this is. Whatever, pe- is junk. Whatever, whatever people <laughs> have instead of, whatever people have instead of kegs of Guinness. Fuck it, I don't, like... <laughs> He's never going to be good again because those are his issues, and that's where all of a goalie's goodness comes from. I just don't. This is something that was annoying me this morning about Talbot. Like, literally, if if yesterday didn't happen, everyone would have been totally fine with Cam Talbot as the backup for next year. Probably, but the, because there was a bad game, and because this goes back to a point that many people have made during this Philly season, which is everybody treats the last game as if it was the worst fucking thing in the world. Like Cam Talbot had a bad game. I'm out. Okay. It doesn't mean that he's an awful goalie. It means he had one bad game. Is the ghost issue a Gordon problem, Fletcher and Gordon problem, broader team problem? I know he's had a down year, but it's like we woke up one day and he was deep in the doghouse. I don't see it that way, and it seems like uh, Scott Gordon's kind of gone out of his way to say I shouldn't have sat ghost when I did because then it looks performance-based, whereas I'm just trying to find a way to get Samuel Moran in the lineup. But not I don't, take out Robert Haig. Yeah, w- without taking out Robert Haig, which is unfucking believable uh, But I... I don't see it as a huge problem with Ghost. I just see a surplus of guys who I might know, be able man. to do what Ghost does. I worry that we haven't had a coach during Ghost's time here that likes that kind of player. They see, want him to be th- a stay-at-home So then the question becomes, yeah, how many coaches do like that type of defenseman? I, I don't know. And, and, and here's the point I'll make there. They sure seem to like Travis Sanheim. So my like, mm. I guess I guess like, and this is coming from like I freaking love Shane Gosper. I love his style of play. I think like I think he the things he's good at are what I think is important about playing defense in the NHL, and the things he's not as good at are the things I don't think are as important as a lot of people believe they are. However, the point I'm making here is that I don't think we a dog can, just I don't us. think we can just keep not just any dog. If multiple coaches have issues with Shane Gossespierre, and I'm not saying Gordon has a major issue with him, but what I'm saying is that I don't think we can just keep saying all these guys are idiots. Like, well, when it was just hack, okay. Yeah, it was a little like, different. But, like, if if another coach has a problem with him and another coach has a problem with it, it becomes yeah. like, you know, maybe we can't just completely rule out the possibility that he's a tough guy to coach. Fair. Yeah, he might be hard to coach, and I do think, like, again, when this team shapes into what I think it's going to shape into, he might be the fourth or fifth defenseman. I think Missy's stuck on something. That's what she's... (laughs) Yeah. Steph just walked in with Missy Driver, and I think she's stuck on something. There you go. Uh, Yeah, I think Ghost, like, when this team is what it's supposed to be, is a fourth or fifth, and that's awesome to have that type of skill at four or five, and then he's on your first power play. Like, I don't think those are bad things, but... I do think we have to move away from the idea that he's maybe a one, two, or three defenseman. I think he could be in his best years. I just don't think it's pr- it's probably not reasonable to expect he's going to have his best year every year. 
what's the season review slash projection for Konechny? We typically group him in with the other young players who took steps forward, but for some reason I feel like I noticed everyone else, and he named 6, 61, 23, 19, 79, more than him. What do we expect from him next year? What's his ceiling? Thanks. What, how many goals do they have? I just have, I have some numbers here. Travis Konechny just turned 22 three weeks ago. He's at 48 points, one better than he put up last year with two games to play. So reasonably, he could be a 50-point player at 22 years of age. TK's 17 5-on-5 goals are second most on the team behind Sean Couturier. His 37 5-on-5 points are third on the team behind Giroux and Coots. He's got one more than Jake Voracek, who's very good. He leads the team in 5-on-5 shots, third in team in individual chances for... He's very good. He's so good. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't go as far as to say he's so good. He's good and fun. I think he's good. And I, fun. I don't think he is as good as he's going to be. No, and I have, he's 22. And, and I have no idea when that's going to happen. I thought he was going to be the guy you're going to bring up when you're talking about good young players to trade earlier. Ooh. That's where I thought you guys were going no. with that. But. According to a tweet from Mikey D, there are 149 skaters this season averaging between 14 and 16 minutes of ice time a game. Konechny is one of them. And of those 149, he's tied for second in scoring with 47 points along with Verona. Gord and Jumbo Joe. Kevin LeBanc, the only one with more at 54 points. For what he does, he is the most effective of anyone in the league. Who was that? First name? Who was that? Jacob Vrana? Oh, the the no. Capitals guy. Yanni Gord, Jacob Vrana, and Jumbo Joe? No, never mind. I know all those names. <laughs> I, I do think his success is very line mate dependent. Oh, yeah, he can't carry like he a line. He can't carry a line, yeah. yeah. He needs other good players. I think he's him. gotten better at it, but he is one of the guys for whom I specifically want to add a center. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with that. And, oh, yeah, he creates more zone entries uh, than even Jake Voracek. He's the best on the team at He it. does. Yeah. But going back to that uh, he That's can't drive his own Elder. line, that probably comes up in contract. Like, I don't think his whenever he gets a new contract, it's not going to be really – No, it's, it's not going to kill you. So, I don't know. I think he could get more th- – I think what you connect needs depends on how long the contract is. If if they want to bridge him, he'll, he'll be relatively him. cheap. But like if they want to give him, like Nick Schmaltz just got what like five oh million a year, yeah. and Connecty's <laughs> better than him. So like he could get more than you're expecting if the Flyers want to go long term with him, which maybe yeah. they do. Got to wrap up here. Couple ones real quick uh, from Planet Telex seventy nine. I've always wondered, might Patrick be a better winger than a center for the time being? To me, that's moving him away from all the Not stuff he does so. well. No, no, he's a center. Like, yeah. Uh, can Pro- we get... St- props to you, though, for the, the Ben's uh, reference. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> can we get Stolarz back? Talbot sucks. No, Stolarz is free hurt eight? again. He's a free agent. Hurt and a free agent. So if you want to go... They could get, get him, him back. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Does Simone Gagne get in- inducted into the Flyers Hall of Fame? I think that's I think, 100%. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. probably yeah. the next one. Well, right? the, the one thing that's that's iffy with that, and I, think he, I do think he gets in at some point, he doesn't exactly have the best relationship with the organization right now okay. oh. because of how he, like, remember he was promised they were going to sign him and then they never did. I mean, if they can get it together with Lindros. I agree. Though. I agree. Yeah. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. But like, I just just they, hasn't they tried yet. to put Lindros on a plane with a deflated lung. So uh, it wasn't the best move. They got over. <laughs> they got over that real yeah. fast. Uh, finally, I think this is a good place to stop from the id DM. What should the expectations be for this team next year? I have no idea. Stanley Cup winners. No idea until we see what they do this summer. Yeah. Uh, Cup or bust, baby. Nothing yeah. less. Carter Hart. 
Vezina, and Hart. I like it. They should win more than 19 games at home. That seems reasonable. <laughs> right? Like, they 20? should be maybe 20. They should be a little games. bit better. All right, guys. That is all the time we have for you on this mailbag episode of Broad Street Hockey Radio. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast feed. Uh, search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. You know where there are podcasts. You know what we're called. Put those two things together. Help us keep content coming to you. That's it for everybody, for Steph, for Missy, for Charlie, for Kelly, for Craig. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about-